0: as a title again, this message today, this message today, New Day. How many know that we're stepping into a new day? Father, we just come before the throne of grace, and Lord, we know, we know that we know that we know, Lord God, that you have called us, Lord God, to this hour, to this nation, to this generation, Lord God. We see the perils all around us. We see the dark, Lord God, getting darker. But Lord, I believe there's a greater light of the revelation of the life of Jesus Christ that the church is stepping into. I pray, Father God, that you would hinder and stop every, every, Lord, distraction today, and that, Lord God, that you would just begin to allow the anointing, Lord God, to crush you. Every yoke, Father, in this place, Lord, the yokes, Father, of, Lord, misunderstanding, the yokes, Father God, of, Lord, wrong doctrine, the yokes, my God, of bondage, that we may walk in the freedom that you have called us, Meet those that are, Lord, today that have physical needs in their body. Lord, we pray for Lee. We pray, Lord God, today for Philip. We pray for Richard. Lord, we pray for those that are sick in body today. And everybody said amen. 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 Let's look here at John as we're talking about New Day. And we've been talking about baptism, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more. And, in fact, we're going to have a water baptism service next Sunday those of you that want to be water baptized, meet me in the uh, the room after service today as I give you some instruction. Let's look here in John, John 3 and 27. Now John is being questioned about his role in baptism. And of course it's the religious sect, the crowd, the Pharisees, which I can't altogether throw rocks at in the sense that they, they through their, through their I don't know if you call it calling, but at least they, they kept the purity of the Word. The problem is, is they couldn't see Jesus in the Word. They couldn't see the Creator, who, who the author who had written the Word. They could not recognize Him. He said, you, you look at the Scriptures thinking that you're going to find life, and what you're searching for is me. I'm the one that, you, that this is all about. Uh, I'm the one who is bringing you the, the, the revelation of who the Father is. And so, but they're being questioned here and, and so John is not part of their religious sect and he, he goes out and he begins to baptize and so he's, he's being brought into question and that's where we take up the story in John 3 and verse 27. John answered and said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear witness That I said, he said, I've already declared, I said this to you already I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears rejoices greatly because the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. He must increase. I must decrease. Now look with me, if you will, in Matthew 3. This is at Jesus' baptism when John baptized him. Matthew 3 and 16. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. As we come to the revelation of what transpires at salvation, the portrait we look at is baptism. But when we begin to understand what the Lord is doing and what happens in a salvation experience that's likened unto baptism, what happens is the heavens are opened up to us. The revelation begins to open up to us that we are buried in his death And we are raised to life in Christ and then we begin to hear the voice from heaven above when we truly begin to understand how good the good news is how how wonderful this message of love that God delivers and folks you haven't fully let me just go as far to say The reason why Andrew and I get so radical and so fanatical is because of this statement I'm about to make. It's for this reason and this reason only. It's because as we look at the church, not just local church of Greenville, Texas, uh, but the church at large, the church where it's at today, is folks, we have lost out uh, on the true revelation of the love of God in the heart of a child of God. That we have, until you hear the voice that says, beloved, you're my child. Beloved, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Beloved identity is what we are after nothing more, nothing less, but the beloved identity because what we understand is what we could not do in ourselves, what we would never accomplish with our works, never accomplish with religion. What the what the the law could never afford to us is because the law was good, the instruction was good, we just weren't. We were not able to fulfill what God had required, but he sent his son, and his son came and he was baptized and when he was baptized he rose again and it wasn't the Jordan that opened but my God the heavens opened and the heavens opened and the word is declared now you understand how I feel about you why do we get so fanatical I've, I've come to realize something church the challenge of the church today, and though we have many devils that we fight, strongholds that are real, the unseen realm that, that the enemy doesn't fight fair, but the biggest challenge we have, folks, in the church is not the devil, Is doctrine. Doctrine. Now don't, I believe in doctrine. I believe in right doctrine. I believe in the right Doctrine. The right doctrine of the word of God. That when he said to Telestai, it is finished. That's the doctrine I want you to land on. That's the understanding I'm trying to get the church to. Understanding what righteousness is. uh, That morality cannot produce righteousness, but righteousness will always and forever produce morality. That there's nothing you can do that's been afforded to you by the grace of God. Notice what John says here. He says, nothing is given except from above. Let me just, let me just read it again as it says in the text. John answered and said, a man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You can't have salvation, but it was given to you. You can't have revelation, but it was given to you. You can't even have faith, except it was given to you. It's baptism. It's the passing through. The portrait is passing through the water. It's a portrait of our salvation. We, We looked at Elijah as he came, and he, he drenched the sacrifice once, twice, three times, a sacrifice. It, we were there at the altar as imagers, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Issachar, Dan, Gad, all the stones representing the nation of Israel. The imagers were brought uh, there into the, unto the altar. And the sacrifice was laid upon that altar. Then it was baptized once, it was baptized twice, it was baptized three times, and then finally it was baptized a fourth time. So what we see is the history of humanity as they passed through the waters. They passed out of an old into a new. They passed out of death into life. They passed out of darkness into light. The first passing through, was at the flood? When they came through the flood, they came out on the other side. They entered into the ark of safety. Jesus Christ is our ark of safety. They came out of an old world into a new world. The old world no longer existed because now they lived in a brand new world. Your salvation experience, it should be ever bit that and more where you come out of an old world and you're in a new world. You came out of darkness, and now you are in light. Second time we see that. Now there's a covenant people in the infancy stage of their their nationality, of their heritage. God is going to bring them out of Egyptian bondage. They're going to pass through the waters. They're going to go through the Red Sea. And when they came to the Red Sea, the enemy was on the other side. And he was absolutely entirely annihilated. He was defeated. The weapons washed up on the other side of the shore. And now all that was left to do was dance. Miriam, get the tambourine. I feel something moving on the inside. See, Pharaoh did not come through the waters. Pharaoh's enemies did not come. His soldiers, his strength, did not come through the waters. They passed through to the other side. Now, some of them that were faced with challenges, they had this wild idea that they should gather a group together and go back. Let's get us a group together and go back to Egypt. Because the unknown is too scary for us. The, the, the challenge of challenging ourself is too much. Let's get our group together and let's go back to the place that we started out. The problem is that was a one-way road and there's no way back. <laughs> when that thing came over, there wasn't any way to get back over to the other side. People that want to run back to bondage after they come to freedom—it's just. It's, let me just tell you that road is closed. Amen. Now you can swim your way and drown in your efforts, but you, you may eventually find your way back there into that place of bondage. But when God wakes you up in the prison, as He did Peter, you got to get up and start moving out. You got to get out of that prison. If God has ever brought you out of something and He's awakening you to the day, don't stay there. My God, get up and start moving because those soldiers are not going to sleep forever. i got to get through the Jordan. We, we've made it out of an old world into a new world. That We've made it through out of bondage. We've made it out of bondage. You know that when you come out of bondage, those things are not holding on to you. That's the lie of the enemy. That's the doctrine I'm talking about, that you're not truly, totally, completely set free from the power of Satan because you're now a child of light. Would you step into a, into a day where you are now a child of light? Those, those strongholds as child of God, they do not have a hold of you. You are holding on to it. You're holding on to that. Wait a minute. Mama was depressed. Daddy was depressed. I understand that because I came out of that. My father committed suicide. My mother, manic but depressant bipolar. I lived in that childhood. I lived through that nightmare. I lived through those days where they were trying to cope with one thing or another. I understand those things, but it wasn't until I came to the revelation of who I was in Christ, and God said, that depression, son, that keeps plaguing you is not yours. It's not holding on to you. You're holding on to it. I'm saying to you is let go let go of it and stop carrying it around because you're not in bondage anymore you're now living in the life of Jesus Christ then they come to the Jordan out of the wilderness to the Jordan when the Ark of the Covenant touched when the priest carrying the Ark touched the waters the Bible says that the Jordan opened all the way back to Adam not the physical man, Adam, but it was rather unique that it was named after Adam, <laughs> Adam. And now the, the waters have opened up all the way back to Adam, the city of Adam, the village of Adam, the Adam dwellers were there in that city. That, could you imagine that day? You've got, the, you've got the river and all of the waters have, where'd they go? It backed all the way up. Why? Because now, I believe that it had to back up that 20 miles because you've got a nation of people about to step over all together. I don't believe it was a single file. I think they were all just going to go. We're all in at the same time. But see, the beautiful thing about that is this. When Jesus was baptized in that very river, That very river, it wasn't the Jordan that opened up. It was the heavens that opened up. And it opened up all the way back to Adam, the fallen man, because the last Adam was there. Oh, my God. Come on now. Folks, I ain't mad at you. I want you to get happy. And if you don't get happy, I'm going to just jump up in there and get happy with you. Amen? Because God has given us some really good news. Amen? four people you get your box lunch first today so it opens up Mm, mm, mm. I want you to notice this and folks if you're how many in here are hungry for the move of the Spirit In in the in in the depth of your soul you're looking at the you're looking at the the world right now and you're not pointing figures of blame you're not trying to find somebody just say, okay. I just, I'm, I'm, I've got this voice of judgment, and I just want to judge everybody, and everybody's in judgment. I just want to point the finger, and I, I want, I want to kick the snot out of people, and I, I, just, I'm walking in this framework of, of there is no hope, uh, there is despair, it's all gonna crash and run, uh, and you, you're just walking in that. In the, I don't believe that person's here, but in your heart of hearts, you're saying, God, I want to be an imager. And I wanna make a difference. I wanna lay hands on the sick and I wanna see them recover. I want to see the revival that you have intended for my life. I want to know who I am in you and who you are in me. I want to walk there. I want to talk there. I want to operate there. I want to see my children stay out of bondage. I want to see myself stay out of bondage. I want to see that that person who has lost their identity, that is so engrossed in an area of sin. I want to see them set free. I want to have the. I want to have the the verbiage. I want to have the revelation. revelation. Revelation inside of me that when I speak to them, life begins to enter into them and they are changed. And you said, oh God, how do we get there? It's my revelation of what has already been done. But I want you to notice there, as I've I've already stated it, but I want to repeat it. Notice there, to live... He said, a man can receive nothing unless he ha- it, was, it has been given to him from heaven. A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. To live in the Spirit, church, to do what I've just described here, is we have to live... We have to live in an understanding that what we have has been gifted to us it's not something we earn something we learn freely you have received freely give now go cast out devils raise the dead do all those things how freely Freely you receive, freely give. If I understand that the very faith that I have in God, you can search this out and you'll discover the very faith that you have given to receive God was gifted to you by God. Salvation that we receive, we don't receive a salvation and then now we start earning due back pay on our salvation. When Jesus said to telesty, it was a—it was literally the equivalent of stamping that on your parcel when you go, or the land that you purchase, or the contract to the final deed of your home. It is stamped to paid in full. Your salvation is paid in full. It is complete. You are as righteous as you will ever be when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Okay, you six can follow the four when you go out. Because, see, we don't have an understanding of righteousness. If I, I have asked numerous people what is righteousness, and the definition that comes back to me is acting morally. That's not the definition of righteousness. Righteousness literally means you are as you ought to be in Christ, in Him alone. You are divinely accepted and divinely approved in God, in Christ. Now, here's the beautiful thing about our relationship with God. We never separate God from our righteousness. It's not possible. I'm righteous because God lives in me. I'm righteous because he has imparted righteousness to me. I am in a relationship, and I don't want to be outside of relationship with him. I have everything that I have is because he has given it to me. And nothing I even desire anymore can be done outside of Him. I've got to have God. I want God. I want to be in relationship with the Lord. Andrea pointed out in life class this morning when we got married, we got a marriage license, and that marriage license we both signed it. We sent it in, and we got or the minister did, and we got a copy in the mail. And she mentioned it today, and I was thinking, where is that thing at? Somewhere in the house. (laughs) It's somewhere safe, I'm sure. But I don't go to that marriage license every day and say, well, uh, let me see, we're, we're, we got this contract, and, and in this contract, you got to do what I tell you to do, and I got to do what you tell me to do. If you live in a relationship like that in marriage, you are woefully missing the mark. Right now, honestly, how many of you can tell me the last time you looked at your marriage license? It's been, been a little bit? Why? Because you don't operate in relationship there. That's just the legal covenant that you have made to say, "I'm going to do my part. I, am, I am with you. I am in it for life." There's going to be a young couple, Devin and Bella, going to be married here in December, and they're going to sign that. They're going to sign that license, and they're going to hand it to me, and they're not going to see it again until it, it goes to the mail and comes back, and they're going to put it in a safe place, and they're going to begin to operate not according to a license. They're going to begin to operate because God is with them and they're in relationship with one another and that's how they're going to move forward Mm. so the gifts we have understand, understand the gifts that we have are how we operate in the spirit that when we understand that I don't earn anything that it's been gifted to me by God I want you to look here. It's Notice what John said. He said, I'm not the Messiah. I'm not the anointed yoke breaker. I'm not the blind eye over- opener. I'm not the rescuer. I'm not the deliverer. I'm not the one who sets the prisoners of war free. That's not me. That's not me. Now, John, in Scripture, he represents... Two separate individuals entities with one purpose we understand that he represents the spirit of God that rested in Elijah we know that that Elijah was one that there's a prophet that he came and he built that altar we talked about he called a fire of God the fire of God failed because in that scenario, there, was, there were three water baptisms, but then there was a fire baptism that took place. See, those three water baptisms were to point you, to let you know this is your beloved identity. This is who you are in God. You were in an old world, now you're in a new. You were dead, but now you're alive. You were in bondage, but now you're free. And if your salvation doesn't include that, uh, then you've kind of missed it. But let me help you along. I'm going to send the fire down and baptize you with my spirit. And he's going to tell you all these things. Uh, If you will receive it, uh, you can continue to grow in your knowledge of righteousness So What we have here Is John And he's saying look I'm not him Now he represents the Spirit of God But how many know where John What his daddy did And where the revelation came That he was going to have a son Barren womb past age. Here is his father who receives the lots to go in. He's a priest. He's part of the lineage of the high priest. Because it's his job to go in now and to burn incense, I believe it was that day. And not every priest could do that. It was just a, the lots system. It was like a roll of the dice, what they believed was the was the will of God. And so. Yeah, it was his day. He gets he gets to go in, and an angel meets him there. He says, you're going to have a son. He was a little bit like, I'm old, she's old. This is too far gone. This ain't going to happen. He said, because you, you didn't believe, you're going to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Maybe the voice of the church has been silenced because we don't believe what God is wanting to do. <laughs> Maybe it's time we wake up to the fact that God's going to have a thundering voice. There's going to be a cry. In fact, Isaiah said it's like a woman, uh, <laughs> it's like a woman uh, who is who is in travail that's crying out. Uh, I believe there's a cry coming from the church uh, to say it's time that we awaken to the day that we are the beloved of the Lord. So here is John. See, John not only represents the Spirit. He also represents an old covenant, a priesthood, a priesthood. He represents the law of Moses. So there's a transition that's taking place. What you may not know about Jewish history is that there were baptismal tanks all around Jerusalem. And in those baptismal tanks, uh, what would happen is if you had a convert that was outside of the of the covenant people of Israel, uh, and they wanted to be baptized into uh, the Judaism, uh, then they would take them and they would baptize them in these tanks. But also, there were baptismal tanks, and when there was a transference from one priesthood to the next, uh, if the elder priest was retiring, and now he is giving way to the new priest, uh, he would baptize him, symbolic uh, is that, look, you are coming in to a a new place and a new position but what we have here is Jesus is in the Jordan with John and John is the one who declared afterwards he said behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world Jesus called John the greatest of the old covenant prophets. But he was not only a prophet, we got to see him as the priest. And there's a transference from one priesthood to the next. There's a transference of an old covenant to a new covenant. From a Levitical priesthood to the order of the Melchizedek that the psalmist wrote about, that Hebrews declares to us, uh, there's a priesthood that's coming after the Levites. It's going to be a different order. It predates Levi. Predates Levi. Hebrews seven. I don't have time. I was going to read the whole chapter to you, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to issue, I'm going to, I'm going to commission you to go home and read that. But see, John was saying here. He said, "I'm the. I can't. I'm not the deliverer. I'm, I'm not the one. I can't set you free." What is he saying? According to the law, I can't set you free. The works and the work system. It's not going to set you free. It, it, it can do nothing to, to to bring you any kind of validation of your eternal security. It's just still, it, you got to go back beyond Levi, and you got to go back to Abraham that received righteousness because of his belief by faith in the one who called him. It's a predate. We're not trying to get back to the law. We're trying to get back to Abraham. So what we see here is that We have found ourselves at a place, and John is saying, look, as a representative of the law, I cannot deliver you. Your works will never produce righteousness in you. Your works will never cause deliverance to take place in your life. It is conceivably and it is physically impossible. It's not going to happen. You cannot find your identity by your efforts, by working harder. And harder and harder and harder is never going to work in fact he said the one who has the bridegroom has the bride he's the bridegroom I'm just the friend that word friend is peril nymph is the word for it it's a friend going with the bridegroom to fetch home his bride in ancient Greece the office of a paranymph ceases to exist when the marriage is accomplished (laughs) I'm waiting it's going the bouncing ball is bouncing 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 in other words the law was our tutor The law... John represents the spirit, but here he represents the law, and the law has a purpose. It is to declare the goodness and the righteousness of God, but it also reveals to you and I our flawed nature and that how we cannot, in and of ourselves, ever work hard enough, be good enough to have the salvation afforded to us. It only comes by faith in the one who did the work. It only comes through the order of Mechizedek. it can only come from the King of righteousness and the king of peace it's only through him that we have our salvation. So John Jesus said that all righteousness may be fulfilled go ahead and baptize me today so that everybody will know that there's going to be a transference of an old into a new. <laughs> there's a new day. Tetelestai means paid in full. The messenger has accomplished the task. It was the equivalent to the uh, the high priest coming out on the day of atonement and declaring it is finished. Uh, but it also means uh, there is a new day. When you look, heard somebody, depending upon what context he was using it, when he would say, Tetelestai to you, he was saying to you, it's a new day. We got a new day on the horizon. Oh my God, let there be a new day of understanding in the house of God. Uh, that we understand that we are no longer under Levitical priesthood oh the law is good the law is still alive the law will always be good it wasn't the law that died that day it was I who died in the Jordan that day but when Jesus Christ rose from the dead I rose with him and now I hear my father's voice declaring oh my sons and my daughters who are in me I am well pleased my God in heaven that's good news you mean I don't have to work for acceptance anymore? Not a single day in your life. You mean to tell me that I, am, I don't have to work to be righteous? No, Folks, all you need to understand is you need to learn what righteousness truly is. And righteousness is the completed work of Christ. I know I'm hitting you deep, and I'm hitting you hard, and I'm hitting you fast. You're going to get it. We're going to get it. We're going to move on. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us, Galatians 3, 24, our tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified. Hold it. You don't have to tell me those kinds of things. Why? Because I'm not under a law anymore. I'm passage of Scripture, and it says, I must decrease so that he may increase. And, and we took Don saying, I, I've got to decrease and Christ has to increase. We took that and they preached it and taught it for years and years and years in the church. That had, that had to pertain to the nature of humanity. Not so. That's not what John is saying there. That's not what he's declaring there. And some commentators said this that the increase of Christ that he's talking about there is his bride just like the increase of Adam was Eve the increase of Christ is the church Adam could not produce sons and daughters without Eve Christ cannot produce sons and daughters without the church Interesting, isn't it? But I believe in the context of that passage there, and though I don't fully disagree or agree with that, but what I'm saying is this. Just like the glory faded off of Moses in the first administration of the covenant, there was a decreasing, there was a decreasing, a fading glory of that covenant You don't know the passage I'm talking about. It's whenever Moses went up the side of the mountain when he came down off the mountain after God invited everybody up, nobody wanted to go, he came down and his face glowed and so they were so afraid of him they put a veil over his face until it faded away. I mean, just imagine a living lightning bug. It's like people that can't sleep because the light's on in the room. You don't want to be bunking with Moses, amen? Amen like Moses hey man I I just could you shut the light off please (laughs) so they put a veil over him until it faded but it did fade but there's a new covenant with a new administrator the Holy Spirit and it's an ever-increasing glory to glory to glory to glory there's no fade There's just an increased light in the darkness in which we are living. It's the beloved identity that God has in store for you and I. Is this making any sense to anybody in the house? So I've got to decrease so that he may increase. I hadn't even got to what I want to get to. Probably going to hear more of this. But in Hebrews, the seventh chapter, tells us, let's just look, let's look. I I promise you I won't keep you too much longer. I don't think our cooks over there could take it. (laughs) They've been up all night. Hebrews 7. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the most high God, who met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings, blessed him to whom Abraham gave a tenth of the portion. Verse 11, therefore if perfection. Notice this. If perfection, hear me, if perfection were through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise according to the order of Melchizedek, and not be called according to the order of Aaron? In other words, what the author of Hebrews is saying is if... That work of the old covenant was complete, then why was there a need for another priesthood with another sacrifice to bring about another covenant? Because you'll read on in that passage and you'll find out that the priest that came made the sacrifice and the sacrifice died on the the altar and never resurrected. And the priest administering, he died eventually and never resurrected. Everybody died. And so that priesthood would stop and the next generation would come up and it would stop and the next generation would come up and it would stop. But when Jesus came not out of the Levitical tribe not after the order of Levi but after the order of Melchizedek when he came he made a sacrifice once and for all and he died but he rose again. Now there is an eternal priesthood that satisfied it all. Now, my mind just began to land as I am drawing to a close. See, how do we know that Christ's sacrifice was accepted? We know. That he was the perfect sacrifice and that he was accepted because he not only died, but he was sinless, so death could not hold him. And the declaration of the acceptance of the sacrifice is that he rose again. You go to the temple. And never was it recorded that they slew the lamb and then they go to take the lamb off of the altar and someone say, where's the lamb? Well, it got up and ran off. Never resurrected. It was innocent. It just wasn't perfect. Come on. It was innocent, but it wasn't perfect because it was created in a world of imperfection. And it wasn't till the perfect one stepped into the world in which was corrupted because of sin. And now he walked a perfect life. And walking that perfect life, he made that perfect sacrifice. He was innocent, and he was perfect. And that innocence and perfection could not be contained by death. Death had no reign on him because he died a human and he rose again Human and ascended to the Father. Yes. Do you see that? Mm. So there's no more need of a priesthood. But know this, church Melchizedek's priesthood predates Levi's priesthood. And I have called you after the order of Melchizedek in which Abraham, being the lesser, gives a tie to the greater, and the greater blesses the lesser. We have not stepped into a lesser priesthood under the order of Melchizedek. No, John said, uh, you're going to have to, f- I've got to fade away so that he can rise. Because I cannot produce life, but he will produce sons and daughters of righteousness. I hope and pray that this will resonate inside of you. Because what I am after is a true understanding of who we are in Christ because of his completed work I believe folks it doesn't matter your age if you have a willingness to receive the message of completeness in Christ your life will be changed and every time you feel the need to measure up now if you're living in sin you you you're a babe and you're not you're not even listening to what I'm saying if you continue in sin then you have missed the message altogether God didn't set me free from the bondage so that I can have the freedom to live in bondage. It's it's not even good sense. It is walking in an understanding of relationship with the living God. And I'm no longer who I was because I died in the waters of baptism. But I rose again as he rose from the grave. And now I am seated with the Lord in Christ. Now I don't have to Earn any more acceptance? I'm already accepted. I don't have to try to be all that I should be. I already am. That's horrible English, but my God, it's good preaching. My, my forg- I ask forgiveness from uh, for my offense to all the English majors in here. Okay, but can you see how beautiful this mo- this? message is that you're not rejected, that you're not serving a God who is just waiting to annihilate you. God doesn't want America to go to hell. He doesn't. He does not want this nation to to plummet off into hell. as she continues in there to to not listen to the voice of God, yeah, there's going to be some learning that takes place, but it's not the will of God. But any nation, turn away from him it's not the will of god but any person in this house uh, turn away from him it's not his will his desire is to bring deliverance Uh, his desire is to bring you into relationship with him father we thank you lord god for your mercy we thank you god for your grace we thank you father god for your goodness in this house today oh merciful god there are those lord in this place i can feel it lord god i can sense it lord are struggling, Father God, in those areas, Lord, of of identity. They're struggling in those areas, Lord God. Lord, the, the, the feelings, Lord God, seem to overcome, God, their faith. And Lord, I believe today, Lord, that the voices of the enemy, the bombardment of the enemy against their mind can be broken, Father, by your spirit in a moment. Oh, mighty God, we need you. We need you. I'm going to ask you to do something today. Look up here at me. I'm going to ask you to do something today. There's no judgment. Believe you me. I've been where you're at. I've sat where you are set. I understand what it feels like. I, I, I know what it feels like when you're trying to earn the favor of God, where you're trying just to be good enough to be good enough. You know what I'm saying? I, I know these things, and I know where you come from. But I'm saying to you today, there's freedom in the house. There's freedom in this place. There's freedom in this hour. There's freedom right now. I'm not going to ask you what you're dealing with, but I know that you're in this. In fact, I'm I'm just going to declare it. I sense it in this room. There's an overwhelming sense of rejection that you will never measure up. And you have lived under this. And it's come because you have failed or somebody has failed you. You have failed or somebody has failed you. And you've been wearing that as a cloak, hoping no one sees it, but God sees it today. And he's saying to you, this is not your identity. Your identity is beloved identity. I love you with an everlasting love. And I'm going to wrap you up in my love today. And I want you to know who you are. And I want to set you free. Oh my God, I feel some wine skins just stretching out right now because there's a, there's a new taste that's going to come to your mouth. There's a new taste that's coming right now. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I want the worship team to make their way up unless you need to be in the altar. But if you're in this place today and you say, I, I'm just I've gone as far as I want to go, and I'm not going to leave this house the way I came. I feel the radical exchange that that Andrea and Mike are feeling. uh, That I got to get out of this. I got to get out of this old thing, and I've got to get into what God has called new. I've got to get into Christ. Come on. Come on, let's not even wait on the worship team to start playing. If that's you right now, come on, come on. I'm going to let go of my rejection and I'm going to accept acceptance. I'm going to come into the favor of God. Come on, right now. Come on, come on. These altars are open. You're not going to leave. We're going to lay hands on you. We're going to pray. We're going to believe. You're not going to. You're not leaving this house like you can. Come on, come on. You've struggled with this way long, way too long. You you need to know that it's not the devil in control. It's our understanding. Of who God has really made us to be. There's more. There's more. Come on. Come on. Be brave enough to step out. Say, I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of living in this state. Oh, there's more. I'm just gonna wait a minute. I'm gonna wait a minute. Because I know you're in here. I know you're in here right now. I know you're in this place. I just feel this urging inside of me to say, no more. No more. No more. I want you free. I want you liberated. But it's not me. It's your Father in heaven who says, "I want you to be free today." Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You belong to Him. You belong to Him today. Come on, ladies. I need some ladies to come fall in behind and help me pray today. Come on. Come on. Begin to lay hands upon. Them. We're gonna pray. Come on. Give me opportunity to pray with them. But those right now, just begin to just gently lay a hand on the shoulder. Start praying, just start praying.